that around the culture and also we're going to talk about, to look about also honor from both the Bible perspective and other languages with the meaning of looking at the Bible view and in our time also how this plays a role or looks like in our time and then what do we do in order for us to be able to what is God's expectation or what's the Bible's expectation of families and each other with regards to honor um, let us pray together Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, even as we tarry um, in your word. We thank you, Father, even this morning, as we look at honor, even that which you have said in the Bible, that, Lord, we may grow well and receive the blessings from generation to generations, and that we may experience long life, even as we honor you, and even as we honor one another, and we honor people in our lives. We thank you. Bless us, Holy Spirit. Give us insight into your word and open our hearts that we may be able to listen and grasp everything you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, yeah. Um, just something that just made me joke this morning when Pastor Nicholas was announcing about couples, uh, marriage education, or blessings next week. My wife reminded me that those years of odd, I used to <laughs> buy a very big bottle of Mirinda every day. She's like, you've stopped buying me Mirinda. You know, like, this bottle is like half here, down, up here. And she would enjoy it. And she became addicted to that big Mirinda. She didn't know that I couldn't afford any other drink. So she was saying, <laughs> but I used to enjoy my Mirinda and you cooking rice. You no longer buy Mirinda. So I laughed. I said, I never told you because I could not afford and if I buy, if I bought you a smaller one, you would finish it. So I have to buy you a big one here so that you, it takes time on you. <laughs> it's going to be fun and wonderful next week as we come to just appreciate God, to appreciate marriages in our, in our presence. And I hope that for most people who are looking forward to getting into marriage, that will be a wonderful picture for you to look forward to and it shall motivate you to do the right thing. Amen. All right, building a culture of honor. I think honor is something, from my perspective, honor is something that continues to get diluted from our time again and again, something that is less talked about or spoken about. We are so much in the, in the, in the generation of dispensation where people are so much to self, me and mine my rights, uh, my, my authority, my human rights, and all that. And sometimes with that, in as much as that is good, bringing awareness, but it leads us to forgetting what is quite essential. And I will try to bring about my upbringing and, and perspective of culture, from my cultural perspective, our home set up, and also try to go into the Bible, what the Bible talks about honor, and how did that look like in the Bible? And looking forward to honoring people in our lives in this house today. So come with me um, as we try to look at a little bit of definitions around this. For us to be able to talk about honor, because we're talking about a culture of honor that we want to build. Um, first of all, you have to understand that there is what we call kingdom culture. Uh, kingdom of God has got principles and rules and way in order to build that kingdom. It's not just 
you receive the, uh, you are born again and therefore you can do whatever you want, however you want. There is protocol to be observed. There is culture in the kingdom of God. And it is so invigorated around honor, respect, uh, love. Um, there is cheering one another. There is obedience to the Holy Spirit and to God. And there is a lot in the Bible. God talks about, you've not honored me. Uh -huh. You've not honored me. And people say, how are we, have we not honored you? And God brings one of the ways in which he felt dishonored. Of course, they worshipped him. They obeyed him. They did all that. But God says, in this line, you have not honored me. You find it in Malachi. We'll look about that. Uh, but then we have to understand culture because honor is, is looks different from every culture. In the kingdom of God, it is all one. It all looks the same. The culture of honor is that which is expected from the word of God. How to honor leaders in our lives. How to honor one another. How to honor our parents. Look at that. And how to honor people in our lives. It is all standard. There's a standard principle in the word of God on how to do this honor. But in a cultural perspective, this honor might look different based on the culture and how they observe honor. If uh, we had time, I would have asked to uh, pick different cultures around here because I know we are multicultural church here. And look at how do you show honor in your culture. Maybe this is something I'll give you as a, as a work to do after church. Try to different culture, different from yours, and try to understand how do they honor people in their culture? How do they understand honor in those particular cultural perspective? But what is a culture? Let's try to look at definitions. A culture is a set of shared attitudes, values, goals, behaviors that characterizes a group of people. It's, it's beliefs or set of rules that characterizes people, their worldview, their beliefs. Their values, their attitudes, how they view the world around them. That's really what makes up a culture. And you agree with me that different groups or different cultures views the world differently. They have different ways of life, different values, different goals. And that also entails the behavior around them. It, certain things might not make sense in different cultures, but it makes sense so much to the people in that culture. If you grow closer to understanding that culture, it helps you to be able to understand how they show honor and how they do things in that. And how about the honor itself? When we are talking about honor, what are we talking about? We are really talking about the recognition of value. The recognition, placing value on the people whom value is due. The recognition of the value, contribution, importance, and respect, or to esteem, the Bible talks about. That's the honor, placing value, placing priority, placing uh, importance on people. You know? Hold in great respect or to place value on a person. Um, and that might look different from uh, place to place, but that's what God is really calling for, placing value, recognizing, that just that recognition of the place that people have in your life, the recognition of the role that someone places in your life. That is honor. So you don't recognize just by speaking, 
you recognize both by speaking or affirming and also by acting to show that you are grateful for the place that that person or people have in your life. So when God is talking about you have dishonored me, you have not honored me, he's not really talking about what they are saying in that in Malachi, he's talking about what they were not doing for him. Then Jesus comes in the New Testament and he's talking about honor. You know what Jesus says? These people honor me with what? Their lips, but they dishonor me with their hearts. So Jesus is talking about people who confess honor to God, but their conducts, their attitudes were far from God. So Jesus says that you dishonor God in your actions. Um, so he was talking about the Pharisees and say you are whitewashed tombs, meaning you, you put your prayer yourself and you speak nice and all that, but inside of you, you are dead. And God says that your hearts are far away from me, but you am closer on your lips. That's what Jesus talks about in the New Testament. So when God is talking about honor, he's talking about placing value and having a recognition of who God is in our lives and our actions should follow what um, our belief and behavior is. So as we place honor of God, when we say, God, we love you, our action should be able to show God that we love him. When we say, God, you are number one in my life, our action should be able to see that priority uh, put into practice, that God takes the best place or uh, step in our, uh, place in our lives. So from the Hebrew perspective, I just want to bother you a little bit with that. I think the understanding of these two words, or two languages, in perspective of honor is quite important. In the Hebrew, the word kabad, that's the word honor, kabad. And the Greek word, the word like we write as time, they call it timei. These two words have great meaning when it talks about honor. So this time, it's not about the time uh, of, you know, our time, like when we talk about time in Hebrew has got two, uh, in Greek has got two different meaning. It's chronos or kairos. So that's not what we're talking about. But it's kind of time, you may read it as time when you look it up, or timei as it is in Greek, it talks about honor. So these two words, from Hebrew, how we understand honor is to put heavy weight. That's, that's the word kapar in our English word honor to put a heavy weight on something or someone. You know, like putting a heavy weight on a person. Uh, high esteem, to, to put somebody in high esteem or to recognize someone that without their contribution in my life, I would not have been where I am today. That's what, that's the Hebrew understanding of the word kapado on our English word. Without him, without her, without God, I would not be where I am. The recognition that where I have reached today is as a result of people's input in my life, as a result of the blessing and the grace of God upon my life. That's what has pushed me this far. That's what has enabled me to be able to be where I am. That weight put on God. That's, that's, that's the understanding of the Hebrew way. So get that in your mind as we go ahead. And then also the Greek word timei, uh, it talks about to elevate in value. So it talks about so much value. It talks about elevating in value to hold in high regard someone, to treat them as 
a valuable, precious weight. So even the Greek understanding of honor is to be able to put weight on a person, like uh, the value. It's talking about the value on a person and the steps that you take to recognize that value in your life. So with that in mind, when we combine both the understanding of the Greek Timae and the understanding of the Hebrew Kabbat, then we can better understand honor as, as this definition, behavior that recognizes, celebrates, and even rewards someone. The behavior in our lives that celebrates, the behavior in our hearts, our lives to reward or recognize, reward someone, especially regarding their role in our lives. So you see, it's very biblical to reward and recognize people in our lives. Actually, the New Testament, over 170 times, is talking about honoring. It's talking about putting, our, putting others first than ourselves. It's talking about uh, respecting or giving honor to those it is due, it's, to whom it is due. It's talking about putting in high esteem people in our lives, leaders in our lives, parents in our lives. And it's also warning us not to put anyone above God in our lives. Because God deserves that highest honor in our lives. Amen. So it's helping us not to worship anyone. Because only God deserves worship. We give great value and great honor to God in our lives. And only Him we worship and bow down before Him. For He deserves it. He deserves it. He created us and has given us uh, the life. He has given us life. He's given us, He's made us who we are. We have purpose. We find purpose in God. So the understanding of honor is as deeper meaning. This brings a deeper meaning on this culture that God wants us to develop. We have to honor one another. We have to honor people in our lives. Honor God. Honor leaders. Honor even the Bible. If you've read Romans, you see chapter 13, talks about honor leaders in your lives. For it is God who has chosen leaders. Without them, there will be chaos and confusion and all that. So, there's quite a lot in the Bible about honor. But I want us to go in the Old Testament as we come back to the New Testament. But let's take our first reading in line with this developing the culture of honor. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 16. So here is something again. When, when I was preparing and just pondering or thinking about this, you know what? I, I looked at the Ten Commandments as a culture of honor. Because the first five commandments are talking about how to honor God, our relationship with God and how to honor Him. And the other five are talking about, the first four are talking about honoring God. And the first, the, the other set, the sixth commandment, are talking about how to honor one another. And God says, if you honor one another, you will not give false witness against them. If you honor one another, you will not, if you honor people, you will not kill them. If you honor someone's property, you will not go and steal someone's property. If you honor someone's life, you will not go and convert their life. So if you read the, the Ten Commandments in line from the point of honor, actually it's going to make so much it made for me as, as I've been reflecting. So here's what the Bible says. 
Uh, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. Get to that point. It's a command from God. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now we are in it. The Lord has given us. But how many of us understand that God is still giving us more land? Amen? God is still giving us more ground. What I mean by that is that uh, with that land, uh, it means that God is still expanding your territory. God is still expanding your territory. How many of us in the house would love to see God expand their territories? In their lives, I too want my territory expanded. So God says, as I expand your territory, as I give you more territory, as I enlarge you, as I expand you, you have to observe honor. You have to observe honor's value, virtue, and culture that really surrounds your life. Those who were there in our first service today, we were talking about honor from God. We were talking about spiritual honor. Well, some of you are thinking, oh, I'm taking to the second service. Well, I think so. <laughs> I'm talking about the prayer in the morning, every Sunday, the next week we'll be having prayer in the morning. And it was an amazing session. And our prayer focus was about honor. We, talk, we were talking about double honor. And that honor, it was so much a perspective of the honor that comes from God on the people. And we are praying on God giving us double honor, double portion, expanding our land, our place in the destiny. We pray the Lord into that. And this morning we are going to talk, we are not focusing on the honor that is coming from God and be bestowed on man. But talking about the honor that we ought to observe among ourselves as individuals. Uh, we keep people in our lives and God in our lives. Amen. So in that particular scripture, that's the Old Testament, can we have it again? It's talking about honor. And do you know that that is the fifth commandment? That's commandment number five. So you have to remember it. It says, honor your father and your mother. Alright? That's the, that's the commandment. Honor your father and your mother. As the Lord your God has commanded you. So it was command from God to be able to honor parents. To be able to honor Father figures, mother figures, parents in our lives, our biological parents, to honor them. And we have to understand both what it means to put weight on them, to put value and to place recognition on their role in our lives. How about the New Testament? And we'll talk about how did it look like in their particular culture, honoring. We'll talk about that in a minute. But in the New Testament from Ephesians chapter 6, you have to understand the addition. There it's specifically on parents. But let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 up to 3. Verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. <laughs> and then it says, So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So that it may go well. Now, look at the blessings. Even before he talked about the promise, he says that when you honor your father and your mother, it will go well with you. And you will enjoy long life here on earth. You will enjoy long life here on earth. When you place honor 
on your parents when you, you place honor on people that God has placed in your life. On so when we're talking about father and mother, we're talking both about your biological parents, regardless of what they are. You may say, Pastor, I don't know about my father. He was I won't, I won't mention all those words we call them if they have not behaved well. Well, they still hold on to the blessing. They still have a blessing that God, just by virtue of God allowing them to father you or parent you or bring you here on earth, they still hold an important place in our lives. They still hold an important place in our lives. So, their blessing over our lives still matters. And apart from that also, some of the people probably were not privileged to have their mother or father or see their parents as they were growing up. God brought parents in their lives. God gave, God gave you parents, people that were in your life to be able to raise you up and protect you from going to the age of danger, from falling in the dungeons and things that would have harmed or killed your life untimely. God is saying they deserve, they deserve that honor according to, to the scripture. You know, the Bible talks about in Ephesians that honor, more especially to the parents in our lives, has got a blessing attached to it. Well, does it mean these other, this is a bit, does it mean all these other commandments do not have a blessing? Well, they've got... Uh, they've got a collective blessing that God says that if you obey my instruction, if you obey my covenants, my commandments, God says that I will protect you, I will be with you, you will have life and all that God promises that it will go well with you. But even this one has got that natural blessing, but it holds a specific on all of all the specific blessing that God has or is placing long life uh, being well and being able to enjoy life here on earth is a promise that God is giving even covering more territory actually God allows you to cover more territory as a result so then what does it mean in this perspective uh, to put honor on your father and mother according to that biblical perspective what does it mean what does it look like to be able to put honor um well we've talked like if the definition is it's all about putting weight on the relationship you have with your parents god was emphasizing on having a good health working relationship with people in your lives with parents in your lives with the leaders, with people that are leading you to a better life, you need to have a good working relationship. In other words, we are commanded not to treat our parents, our mother's father, as common or ordinary people. In the Old Testament understanding of our perspective, a child would not do anything against his father. It's as if they were in the covenant, like the people in the covenant, that I'll never, I'll never harm you, I'll never take things from you, I'll never disobey you, your enemies are my enemies, your people are my people. So those were the terms of the covenant when they, they cut the covenant with one another. So children also had, um, they, were, they were that expectation on children to be able to respect and value and defend their parents. As parents grew up, the children were there to, to protect them. 
The children are not going to be in isolation like we see today in our cultures, today in the world, where you grow up, you are on your own. That old man, that old woman is on, on themselves as well as different cultures may have it. The Bible talks about actually your inheritance was with your father. Your inheritance was with your parents. They had to release you into your inheritance. That's why the story of a prodigal son uh, in the Hebrew understanding has got so much dishonor and disrespect. It's as good as if that prodigal son killed the father because you never get your inheritance while your father was still alive. That was their time. Your father had to die for you to be able to have your inheritance and go away. Only for women, when they were married, then their fathers would give them some portion of inheritance so that they go and start their own family. But you understand that the Jewish man, a Jew, would still remain around the father's property and working and developing it and near the parents as long as they were alive because they had to continue the family inheritance. They had to honor their father's work. So the culture so much value on family, on protecting uh, what belongs to family. Wow, although honor is not discussed much in our time today, God is placing value on it. And that surrounds also the kingdom of God here on earth. The kingdom culture is a kingdom of honor. We may devalue its power today, like in honoring because of so much changes that is there. But God, as believers, God is expecting us to uphold honor. God is expecting you and I to uphold honor. To experience the reality of the culture of the kingdom of God in this age, we need to grow in this culture, the culture of honor. May I suggest that we have to change our thinking. May I suggest that we have to embrace and adopt and put high value on honoring God and honoring one another. A culture of honor celebrates who a person is, celebrates their role. And when we celebrate one another, there will be no these things that we see, there will be there things like envy, things like backbiting, killing one another, rising up against one another. When we honor one another, when we put each other in high esteem, the Bible talks about the bond that will be there among ourselves. It will be united and move forward. Have you observed uh, how honor is conducted in this generation today? I, I, I view as if we live in a generation where it is popular to disrespect. It is popular to disrespect honor. You see it everywhere. It's so popular to show dishonor than it is to show honor to people. It's so popular for comedians and the movie and the TV stars probably to show the on that dishonor to people. It's almost as if um, uh, as if when you show dishonor to people, then you get a bigger microphone. You know, you become uh, you become you become so popular and so known for being so dishonorable in our culture today. Many of us, let me just speak for myself, uh, we grew up in a time when, you know, we were, when, when we were forced to show honor. As children, as, as youths and teenagers growing up, I think from my cultural perspective, if you did not get it, you would get it by force. Your father, your mother would 
would actually even force it on you for you to be able to show honor. You had to say thank you when you were given something. You had to say thank you to God. We had to pray to show our, our devotion and honor to God for what he's done. You said thank you to people. You honored people in your lives. You honored your parents. We were taught to show honor. We were taught to honor people's property and honor people's places and the things. Honor our school teachers. We see difference today. I am a head teacher of, of a school. And, and, and when we, we meet around with the head teachers in different places and they talk around how students or pupils are showing uh, disrespect and, 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 and violence and this and discipline going on in schools, you wonder where, where they pick this because that's not what you, it used to be like when we were in school. We were taught, we were raised up to show honor to your school teachers. We were raised up and taught to show honor to people in authority. And honor people like our mother, father, grandparents, and the people older than us. I am not standing here teaching us abuse and all that, but I'm saying that God places a spirit of honor on people who are showing honor to others. It is an expectation of the kingdom mandate and mentality and the culture for us to hold each other in our esteem. And the Bible talks about placing one another first. Bible talks about respecting leaders in our lives. Actually, if you read Timothy, the Bible says that because they will give account on your behalf on that last day. Give them honor. Show honor to your leaders. I wonder what has happened to this generation, to our generation, where honor is being kicked out of the window and we see it diminishing slowly, slowly. But we have amended as God's children to be able to promote that culture back in our world today. To be able to promote that culture back in our families today. Say a good amen on that one. We have a mandate from God. If we are the light of the world, then we have to allow that light to shine. So you and I, we are called. What are we called to? We are called to honor. Tell your neighbor that you are called to honor. Yes, we are called to honor. So, the first thing or the first place, the first person to honor in our lives we have number one we have to give honor to god number one we have to give honor to god let me take you to revelation just to give you a picture of how honor is in heaven revelation chapter 5 verse 11 look at what the bible says in niv then i looked and heard the voices of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice, they were saying, look at this. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, worthy, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all that is in them, saying to him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be praised. 
to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. They said, Amen. Have you, have you heard how many times honor and praise is mentioned? They are mentioned in that particular, uh, just that scripture. It's talking about the angels bowing down before God. They're bowing down before the throne of the Lamb. And they say, may there be power, may there be wisdom, may there be glory, may there be honor. And then there's a command of heaven and everything in it. There's also a command of earth and everyone and everything in it. There's a command of the sea and everything in it to give honor to the Lamb of God. We have to place God first in our lives. Give honor to God. Of course, you have to think about how do I honor God? We have to honor God with our lives uh, because our, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. If you mistreat your, your body, the Bible says that you are, you are dishonoring the Holy Spirit. We have to honor God in our finances, honor God in our career, worship Him, love Him with our heart, soul, and mind, the Bible talks about. Honor God in our marriages, honor God by serving Him with our lives. We have to put God first. He has to take up the first place in our lives. So, we are called, number one, to honor God. Tell your neighbor that you are called to honor God. Every living being, every living thing on earth, according to that scripture, is called and commanded to bring glory and honor to God. Sometimes we think, I do it by my power. I'm so powerful, I can do it. Sometimes I do it by my mind. Sometimes it's my education. God is the one giving you wisdom, giving you strength, giving you ability to excel in life. And if you honor God by placing him first in your life, you keep on excelling. You keep on expanding your territory because God is with you. And he promised to be with us always. He's Emmanuel, God among us. Hallelujah. Yes, a second, uh, number two, we are called to honor our family. We are called to honor our family. Now, you understand when I talk about family, you understand that there is a structure in the family. In the family, we have mother, father, we have aunties, uncles, we have grandparents, we have elders and younger ones. So we are called to honor family. Mm -hmm. Number one, as a family, we are called to honor God. You know, we have to always honor God. Then as a family itself, we are called to honor God. And that scripture in Joshua is talking about choose whom you should honor and serve today. Is it God? Or is it the fear of people and to what people say? This is a collective call to the family, not to an individual. He says, I and my household, everyone in my house, will honor God. You have to understand that these guys, the way they used to live, it was not your husband and wife as we live today, and the children, the entire family would live in the same house. Probably, if he's the firstborn and the parents have died, those who are not yet independent will still be under his roof because they had inheritance with him as a firstborn. And we see that Joshua is one of the people who are 40 years and above who survived the 40-year journey in the wilderness. Probably he was. He was the eldest in his family. And if he says, I and my household will serve God, he's not just talking about him and his wife. 
and children. He's talking about the entire generation that was under him. It's a, it's a collective call to the family to save and honor God. I therefore call you today as family to save your Lord, the Lord your God. If this God is the same God that you also serve, come let us together as open church, as families, come let us serve God together. Let us serve God together and God will bestow his blessing on your family. And the family also there is the call to a husband and wife that husband and wife uh, husband to honor their wives. There is an instruction where husbands are instructed to honor their wives. Husbands. I'm not talking about the husband honoring wives, but I'm talking about the husbands honoring wives. There is a difference. I'm a teacher, so that English is different. I did not say husband honor your wives, but I said husbands honor your wives. There's an instruction there. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. What does the Bible say? In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wives, from a New Living Translation, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she's your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Have you seen? Husbands are called under the family called to honor. Husbands should be able to honor their wives. Husbands, honor your wives. Treat them with honor unto the Lord. And then, wives also, the other thing is, as wives, you are instructed and called to honor your husbands. Now, as you go home, husbands and wives, you have to meditate, or maybe as you sit here, think about how would I show honor to my wife? How can I show honor to my husband? What is, what, what, what is it that I'm able to do for her, for him, that will make her or him feel honored in my life? Because different people feel honored in different ways. I'm not putting here, do this and that and that, but I'm telling you that it's a command from God to show honor to your spouse, that you may be united, that you may live together, that the love of God may go with you. Titus chapter 2 verse 3. It says, similar teach the older women to live a way that honors God. You know, these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. To live wisely and be pure. To work in their homes. Say amen women on that one. Amen. To work in their what? To do good. I want to dwell on that one lest I Oh, I'm fasting, so no one will not hinder me food. Praise God. <laughs> to do good and to be submissive to their husbands, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. It's a call on our mothers to honor. And you older women in this house, God is calling you to teach younger women to be good wives. If we don't talk about these things, our society will go on being decayed. Decay. Our society keeps on embracing and adopting things from Hollywood, from Nollywood, from YouTube and media. Most of those things are diluting the value of marriage and family. Let the word of God be our guide. Let the word of God be our instruction. Place value on the word of God for it's the final authority for our lives. 
And the command within that is to be able to show honor. Mothers, show wives, show honor to your, to your husband. Teach older women, teach younger women to be able to uh, train younger women to love their husband and their children, show honor to them, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, not to be lazy, to do good and to be submissive to their husband, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Of course, I understand today's culture and perspective about careers, but if you've got people in your home, the Bible is talking and leading you in Titus chapter 2 verse 3 on how to conduct yourself and how to be able to make your house honorable. Under family call to honor, children have also an instruction from God. Say amen every child in the house. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting everyone to say amen. <laughs> we are all someone's child, not so. As children, we are instructed to honor who? Our parents. We're talking about under family call to honor. Children are instructed to honor their parents. Hmm. Listen to that one. I'll read from NKJV. Follow that one. Uh, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is what? Right. You have to understand where it's coming from. Number one, there is give honor to your parents in the Lord. For this is right. So that term in the Lord might mean that you have to honor them in the way of the Lord. It also might mean you honoring the parents you have in the Lord. Your leaders, your pastors, the people that are leading you to Christ, the people that are instructing you for holy conduct and holy living. If you read by saying that those who teach you the word of God, they deserve, they deserve double honor. Where is this thing like we are We are all the same? We are before the Lord, but God has put structure in our lives so that they may be older and the blessing of God. Say a good amen to that. So, it's talking about honor your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2 says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. You've seen there's lots of repetition throughout the Bible, emphasis, uh, the demonstration of emphasis to be able to honor the parents in your life. Also, there's an instruction on the parents. As parents, we are instructed to honor our children. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, the Bible says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, as parents, one of the best ways we can honor our children is by loving God with all of our hearts. Because no one can give what they do not have. If you allow the love of God to dwell in your heart, that love will be able to go towards your children. You lead them in the way that they should go, so that when they grow up, they will not depart from it. Sometimes we, as parents, we just allow our children to be what they, they want to be. This is how they are. Let them be. Let me tell you, if we are teaching dishonor and it is such from our home, if we do not teach honor in our home, before long that child will be done with education and they will show the same dishonor to their bosses at work. Don't be surprised if they fail at life. Because they are getting it right from the grassroots, which is their home. 
As a church, it's our mandate to be able to teach order, to be able to enforce this culture of order, ordering God, ordering our families, ordering one another, so that we may be prosperous in the land. Say a good amen on that one. Because if you do not get it from home, if we are so, we are not mortal in honor in our home, before long as they go, as they get it from there, they'll come back with a, is it a, it used to be a pink slip? When somebody has been dismissed and fired because their bosses were dishonored. And the Bible is talking about the condition for that owner as to be in the way of the Lord. In the way of the Lord. Here is another call. Our last one, and we will pray. We are called to honor one another. We are called to honor one another. Romans 12, verse 10, the Bible says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Did you hear that? Honor one another above yourselves. That's a call. Be devoted to one another and honor one another above yourselves. Let me call Mr. Ngoma on the keyboard. Honor one another about, above yourselves. We are called to honor one another. Stop these things of dishonoring one another, you speaking of one another, biting one another. Stop these things. It's not the culture of God. It's not the kingdom culture. And it is sin before God. Some of us, when we grew up, somebody who was older than you, you treated them with, with respect. And I've known Zambia to be a very respectful culture. But you see that in this generation, we are going the other way. Where there's just so much disrespect and not showing honor. The Bible talks about treating people as they deserve. That was the explanation of this same honor from both the biblical perspective and also other languages. When we show somebody older, older than us, we treated them as somebody older, older. Not really that they needed to feel old, but we placed value on them. Someone younger than us, it's an instruction in the Bible, read your Bible in Old Testament and throughout. It's not somebody younger than you. You don't need to, you don't need to treat them with disrespect, but guide them. Raise them up well so that they will know the right thing. We grew up in a time and a culture where one child was a child for everyone. There was this room to humanity, to togetherness in our society. Where the orphans among us were not even known to be orphans, they were our children. They were everyone else's child. When a mother or father saw another daughter, another person's son, not properly behaving, they would call them and advise them because my, my friend's son is my son. That was the Zambian culture I knew. That was the Zambian perspective I knew. And that's the kingdom culture. Do we hear of orphans in the Bible and people that are separated? They are not there. They were there, but there isn't so much emphasis on that because this culture of honor promoted oneness, promoted unity. If we are to be united like Jesus commands, we have to show honor. We have to show honor. Well, I might not be popular after this morning, but I'll ask you to stand as we repent and confess before the Lord. We are going to pray together. And say, Father, help me to show honor. Help me 
to treat others honorably above myself. Help me to be able